What up, what up, what up? We are back with the facts. Waffles Kelly. We are going to run a little two-man game, me and Waffles, today. Uh, we're going to run through some college hoops. Obviously, we're going to preview the Super Bowl and talk about what we think is going to happen and make our predictions. We're going to finish up running a little bit of facts or fiction, talking about NBA trades and injuries. So let's get it to it. This is The Facts with Waffles Kelly. What up, what up, what up? We are back. It's The Facts with Waffles Kelly. As always, I am your host, Tom Lease. Joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, Waffles Kelly. How you doing, Waffles? Doing good. No fid. That means it's Stone Cold Steve Waffles. And who do you want to be? You can be uh, you can be Tom Kind, the mankind version of Tom Lease. All right. The one-time tag team partner of Stone Cold. Can I just be Tom? It's like Kane. But yeah, all right. Tom. Yeah, that'll work. All right, I'm gonna Tom. be. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be Tom. Tom. Uh, that's first. gotta be. That's gotta be Tom. That's gotta be Tom. That's gotta be Tom. The monster Tom. Yeah. So I'm Tom here with Stone Cold Steve Waffles. Like you said, <laughs> like you said, no fittest today. Uh, good, good for fittest. Fittest got a good job. He's got a good job. He's a. Uh, Working his tail off, so he's a contributing member of society. Yeah, finally. and and we love about time. We love running two man game without Fittis. We love we love Fittis. We love Fittis, but we're the deadliest pick and roll yeah. in the business. Me and Fittis were Kobe and Shaq, but now me and you are like Steph and KD. We, we really are. It's just new wave. Uh, shots absolutely. fired, just over. Boom, 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 boom. Filling the cup every shot. Yeah, absolutely. Find in the bottom of the net. Um. Before we get into any sports talk, just wanted to take some time out, thank our sponsor, once again, Adam Wasson, Iron Athlete Performance Gym. Uh, you can always get information on Iron Athlete Gym through us, or find Wasson uh, on our page, like find his Twitter page, yep. ask him about what's going on. He just, can, like the whole team, Team Franklin, yep. just continues to uh, do more and more. All those guys are putting in just stupid work, so... Just want to take time to yep. show them their appreciation, uh, show them that their hard work is continuing to inspire, and I mean, let us know or let him know if you want to get up in that piece because it's a damn it's a damn good system they got going on. Absolutely, you can hear my tea in the background. Yeah, we're I'm making ma- tea. Yeah, that was a mistake. I didn't expect it to be so loud. What we could do is add a segment called Making Tea, and Make then we just tea. talk sports gossip. Yeah. Kind of like LeBron. Yes. Kind of like That's LeBron. a great segment. Making Tea. Yep. Making so, Tea. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Making Tea. Making Tea. It's and then we're, gonna, we're making the tea, and then we're going to spill the tea. Yeah. It's going to be tea getting spilt and made. Bad radio, but that was an, a nice fist bump. Yeah, absolutely. M- we've, we've moved from the high five to the fist bump, the fist bump. to protect the microphones. Absolutely. Uh, microphones matter. They really do. And, and they're delicate. Our you guys kind of treat them like drums. a baby. Yeah, you know. There's nothing more precious to me in this world than the eardrums of our listeners. Yeah. Ah! Do you think that hurt them? That hurt me. That hurt me. That'll hurt them. Um, I don't care about their eardrums at all. Okay, quick. Over, under. Groundhog Day. Over, under. Shadow. Oh, he's seeing the shadow. Okay. He's seeing the shadow. You got I don't know if that would be over or under, but choose one. I don't know one. either. Uh... Over. Over. You always got to bet the over. Yeah, it's more fun. Bet the over. That's kind of him seeing his shadow as the yeah, over. I think so. So, yeah, I'm betting over, too. I'm trying to get this winner done out of here. Yeah. 
he's seeing that shadow. He's going to be like, ah, my shadow. He's running back into his little, you know, Tony Phil house. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be. He's going to go tell his groundhog friends, like, what up? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. A couple weeks away. Spring's on the way. They're definitely not. I don't know, though, because I doubt he wants to watch the Super Bowl. And I feel like the groundhog only comes out when he wants to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it's a bad sign that we have Nick Foles starting in the Super Bowl. But, you know? hey, I had a whole piece planned together to, to back up Nick Foles today. So I I'll know. do a little bit of that. That's later. Right now, want to get to talking some college hoops. Um, a lot of people I know were out at the Bradley game against Loyola, like, that happened on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, that was Wednesday. On Wednesday. And uh, Bradley got the win by two, gave up a completely wide-open look to win the game at the buzzer. (laughs) But they missed it, clinked it out. God. So Bradley got a victory over the top team in the Valley, and... They're actually they matter in the valley right now, which They're is which is second rare. Second place in the valley, second comfortably now, yeah. I believe. So, I mean, as a Bradley student, like, what are your thoughts, man? Are you excited? Is the school it's, is there a buzz? Is there a palpable buzz? Yeah, they're really. This is my third year at Bradley, and this is the first time, like, people are walking around like wearing Bradley basketball stuff, which I've never really seen before. Mm-hmm. And everybody is, there really is, like, there's an excitement going through the campus. You know it'll reach its peak when the teachers start talking about it, and we haven't gotten quite there yet, Mm -hmm. but people are definitely excited. Like, that was a huge win against Loyola. Yeah, I mean... Big win over Indiana State over the weekend, too. Yeah, absolutely, and when you check out the schedule, like, down the stretch, it's not super easy, like, you still have a trip to SIU and another game against Illinois State. But, like, both Loyola games are out of the way. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Okay, so four road games, three home games left. Haven't lost at home yet. So, yeah, which is huge. When it comes... To, yeah, just protect that home court and... Absolutely. Figure out what... I mean, try to pick off some of these games on the road. The road schedule's looking like... Nor- at Northern Illinois, at SIU, at Valpo, at Missouri State... And I mean, those aren't easy games. Those aren't easy games, but, but they're, they're also they're, they're definitely yeah they're doable. definitely winnable. Like you look at Northern Iowa, bottom of the valley, Valpo, bottom of the valley, Missouri State, fourth from bottom of the valley. Yeah, like those are three out of the four right there. Mm-hmm. So I think when you look at it, Bradley has a chance to win the valley. But if I mean, I think all Bradley fans would tell you that you'd rather see them play their best stretch of games in a month than right now. Once they get to Arch Madness, that's what they call that tournament, right? Oh, yeah. Arch Madness. That's where I really want to see them playing well. Because it would be so cool, like, for Bradley to be in the tournament this year after where they've been the past couple years. For Bradley to be back in the tournament would be super exciting. Like, is this year three of Wardle? I believe so. Like they were as low as you can get in that Gino literally Ford because era. Gino Ford is like five foot yes zero like you know so, so short low as it can go and you know I mean I think if you'd asked a lot of people when the, his tenure ended I know I was thinking like man it's five or six years yeah before I was thinking gonna have I was a thinking shot at the tournament I was thinking Wardle was just gonna be another stopgap guy stopgap like yeah. try to get him closer to mattering in the valley but now when you look at it. Just break it down, like, 
They have a really good shooting guard commit coming in from Decatur MacArthur, Armand uh, Bramet. Really explosive player. A lot of good underclassmen gaining great experience on this team. You look at them next year, all the good teams, all the, well, I don't want to say that, but all like the solid programs we've seen exit the Valley these past couple years, it's wide open for Bradley to have a stint of dominance. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Minus Creighton, minus Wichita State, like somebody else, there's a gap there. There's a power vacuum. And Bradley... Traditionally, in the valley, should be that should team. Be that should be the team. next team. Like up. they have the historical clout. Yeah. They have, you know, I mean, the significance. Like Bradley, for all their struggles over the past fifteen years, they're valley royalty. If, if you ask someone our age, who they think might step up and be like the next big team in the valley, they might throw out like Loyola. They might throw out Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Maybe even get a Valpo because they were pretty solid yeah, before entering the valley. But if you ask anybody like over the age of thirty who's in Peoria, what team they would expect to step up, they would definitely tell you Bradley or Southern. And yeah. right now, it's looking like Bradley has a great chance. I would like to see them get local talent, yeah. and I would like to see which I mean, Decatur well, MacArthur yeah. local enough, local enough, in, local enough, you know, but Canel. yeah. Canel Definitely have Canell and Hanley still on the team. Yep, and they had Lou for a minute. <clears throat> but, yeah, just to see them continue on with that, uh, hopefully get a couple of solid big men yep. and see what they can do. But just wanted to quickly update on the Valley because we haven't really covered Bradley basketball yet like in depth like that. We're excited. Yep. The better they go, it's just the more fun it is Absolutely. to be a sports fan in Peoria. Really and that's is. the same thing with all Bradley sports. Like, when you get the college community actually excited about it, mm-hmm. which as of late has been very rare, yeah, then it's just exciting. And Peoria is like, I think that Peoria, a lot of people here, they want to be like a college town, but it's just been hard to get up for Exactly, Bradley. and it's like you saw people who came back from college just to see that Bradley game. Mm-hmm. Like, people get excited when they're good. Absolutely. And the Valley is at a point right now where you can be playing those kind of games of importance all year long. Yeah. Illinois State took a huge step up last year. Yeah. And I think we're kind of seeing Bradley put those same building blocks in place. Yeah. So when they play Illinois State at home, that game's going to be rocking. When is that game? Valentine's Next, Day. Valentine's Day? The 14th. The 14th. I'm pr- that think, place is going to be I packed. I think that's Valentine's that Day. That place is going to be packed. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's one I'll have we're to excited. go to. I haven't been to see him in person yet this year. Neither have I, so we'll have to go down yeah, to that one. That'd we'll be a fun to, one to go to. We'll have to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, our squads, Indiana and Illinois, sitting bottom half of the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois' first conference win was against Indiana. Yeah. They meet later in the year. Uh, Hopefully both, in a better game. Yeah. I don't think either one I of thought, us could have walked away from that game and just been like, that was, I don't well, think here, anybody could yeah. say that was a good I game. I mean, here's the thing. Indiana played a great first half. Like, Stunk like it up the second half. Outcoached, Archie Miller outcoached Brad Underwood in the first half. Indiana looked like the better team. And I said, this is the first time <laughs> I'm watching the game and Underwood's clearly getting outcoached. Like, because... Illinois often got outplayed in that stretch of, like, eight losses in conference. They were getting outplayed night in, night out, but they weren't really getting outcoached. And Archie was the first person who was outcoaching him, 
And to see that second half, Underwood bounce back, Illinois yeah. get that win, and then obviously the 30-point win over Rutgers, uh, where they had like a 40-point lead for most of the second half. Yeah. It's a huge bounce back for Illinois. Illinois has got a tough schedule to end the conference season, so I have like no expectations for them to creep up in the yeah. standings. Like I expect them to be a bottom three team, but kind of just I think what it's about is just seeing your players improve, uh, guys who are going to be back next year seeing them kind of bind to the system more, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's what Indiana fans are thinking of the same thing. Absolutely. Indiana, they had like a nice little stretch there at the beginning of conference play, and now they're lulling again. And their, their schedule's only getting harder. Mm-hmm. They played Ohio State earlier this week, and they played them semi-well. Kept it around 10 most of the game. Yeah, I mean, they're Not on, great, a, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. Lost four out of five, and their next game's against Michigan State. Yeah, on Saturday. I might be going. Nice. We'll yeah. I mean, Michigan State, and then you don't really play a tough game again until the last game of the season, Ohio State. So yeah. a chance to pick up some wins there. But and they no, traditionally play Ohio State really well at home, yeah. regardless of how good they are. And no team, I mean, neither of us are looking at the bubble. Like, no. the bubble is, has been bursted for both teams, but you just want to see them play well. Uh, do you think Ohio State or Michigan State has a chance to catch Purdue and win the Big Ten? Purdue's sitting... 11 and 0 in conference. Ohio State 10 and 1, Michigan State 9 and 2. I think Michigan State has a better chance than Ohio State just cuz I think they're the better team. Michigan State hasn't played their best ball yet, I don't think mm-hmm. by a long stretch. And I think not to, you know, the little Purdue, I think that they are playing their best ball and it's damn good ball. Yeah. But I think that Michigan State if they can reach not even if they can reach their ceiling, but if they can reach like 75% of their ceiling then they'll be right there with Purdue. Here's the thing with Purdue. Matt Painter somehow like recruits Matt, teams Matt that Painter are so put together and so an balanced. Underrated coach. Like, like you hear that talk about guys like Izzo, and he's not as good as an Izzo, but Matt Painter is. He's a, a second. Lot, he's a, a second tier coach programs. in the Big Ten. There are a lot of programs that would kill to have a guy like oh, Matt Painter. It's true, and like that's why I think Purdue's just obviously Michigan State up and down the roster, more talent. But you see the balance Purdue has. Purdue can get its five best people on the court at the same time yeah, and really like the lineup they Michigan have. State can't Michigan do State that. can't do that. So, But Purdue has to go to Michigan State uh, on the 10th after having a home game against Ohio State. Then they got to travel to Madison, which Wisconsin's terrible right now, but that's just a trip that might take something out of you like moving forward. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Uh, Big Ten, not really. It's going to be interesting to see if they can even get five teams in the tournament. Right now, it's looking potentially like four. So who's the fourth? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nebraska yeah. sitting there, seventeen and eight. Nah. Penn don't. State, fifteen and nine. Maryland, fifteen and nine. Like one of those three teams would have to go on a stretch. Yeah. Like those you know guys I mean? are just outside the bubble right now for me. And so, like, I think they've got to play some much better ball to even get on the bubble. Yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska's on in. the bubble to yeah. me, but, like, teams like Maryland, Minnesota, uh, Penn State, Northwestern even, like, they're hoping for a prayer. They're hoping yeah. for, like, win Minnesota's out. Minnesota's got to really blow up to make the tournament. Yeah, for Minnesota they might not have, yeah, they might have to win they got to run in the tournament, too, in the Big Ten tournament. But, I mean, Minnesota has a chance to pick up some wins, like some, 
I don't know. I don't see Minnesota making a run because they got to travel to Purdue last game of the year, and they got to travel to Michigan this week, home against Nebraska, travel to Indiana, home against Michigan State, travel to Wisconsin. That's a tough that's a stretch. Tough, that's a tough stretch. And you've already lost Indiana at home yeah. as Minnesota, which is a bad loss. A terrible loss. Yeah, like terrible a really loss. hard one. Especially they lost without – and granted, now Indiana's been playing every game without Deron Davis, but – I think Andrew and, Morgan and spent a lot of that game injured as well. Yeah. So, and somebody else was hurt too. I can't remember who it was. And Minnesota had some injuries in that game as well. Yeah. But uh, down year for Big Ten, down year for both of our teams, but we're hoping for Hopefully better luck in the future. Bounce back year next year. Yeah. I'm already looking forward to it. Uh, okay. That's how you got to do it. Do you it. think Indiana top top five finish in the Big Ten next year? I'm hoping. I would hope. I'm hoping. Top five, I think, is yeah. achievable think regardless is of what. I mean, Nebraska's in the top five yeah, right now. I think so, especially if they bring in Romeo Langford. Is, uh, it's looking like they have a good chance to do. They, it's not guaranteed, yeah. but they could. I think they're third. I have them third on my yeah. list of like his potential landing spots, but I, th- I, th- I would like him to go there. Is uh, Homie coming back, the really good person on Indiana? Oh, Juwan Morgan. I hope so. Is he a junior? He is a junior. Okay. So he could he could also He Indiana, seems like a four year player. He seems like a four year player, but Indiana the past few years has like a bad has No one a wants bad to run. stay there for their senior yeah, year. Yeah, for like, some reason these guys like uh you know, like a James Blackman exactly. had no business going in the draft and he went. Mm-hmm. Didn't you guys have a big do that too? Yeah, we did have a big and Troy Williams did it. Didn't really have a lot of business. Like Thomas Bryant. Back. Thomas Bryant went. Noah Vonley went too. Yeah, all those guys. Really. Although Vonley was at least a lot. Vonley and um OG, a new whatever. Oh, OG. Those yeah. are the only two that are like were yeah. reasonable. Yeah, they were both lotto picks. Thomas Bryant had no reason to go. Yeah. And Vonley really didn't either cuz he needed Vonley was, so was kind of like a so Myers Leonard situation where okay yeah you can go get drafted now but like if what you stay, but you both of them yeah both better. of them like what are their NBA careers right now like Zilch. off the bench guys yeah where if you Vonley, stayed at this point I don't even think is is an off the bench if guy you anymore. stayed and not only would you have been the best or one of the best teams players on a good college basketball team which is fun as hell yeah you're just the guy on campus. But you also get to get better and maybe enter the league in a point where... Yeah. Because it's not always about, like, you might be able to learn more moves, fundamentally get better if you go sit on the bench on an NBA team. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the times with basketball, it's just about getting in your groove and And not coming out of that. Yeah. Like, you just never lose that confidence. And dominating in college basketball is something that can get you in your groove. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You play even just two years for somebody like Monley, like it was such a tease. He was the first freshman to ever lead the Big Ten in rebounding. And he had like he was showing the three point jump shot, but he was so skinny. Yeah. Like as a twig. And now you're kinda seeing you're right, you know. He was in somewhat of a group, but then you go to the league and and he got drafted by the wrong team too. Yeah. Team with a million forwards. That's what I mean, Leonard's on that same team. Yeah. He's just hey, we have 17 power forwards, Damon McCollum. Yeah. That's what they got. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's college basketball. Both of our teams are shitty, but we still love it. They still can't, love it. They can't keep us away. Uh, we'll be touching more on it. We got the conference, yet to come conference tournaments basketball. just around the corner, so yeah. really excited for that. But 
obviously most exciting event that's going on this weekend. We got the Super Bowl. Um, a lot of people thinking it might be lopsided, but a lot of people surprisingly giving the Eagles a chance. I think every year you kind of try to make the case yeah. for the team to beat Brady and the Patriots. Uh, how do you see this game kind of shaking down, like just gameplay-wise? Do you see Patriots jumping out to a big lead and kind of coasting, or what do you think? Man, I don't know. It's so – it's weird because on the one hand, like, yeah, you've got Brady and Belichick, and it's, you know, that's daunting. But the Patriots' defense is, I think, incredibly overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, they were – I think they were fifth in points allowed for the season, which makes them sound really good, but they were second to last in DVOA. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, – it's a lot of, like – stats that don't really reflect much about your personnel because when you think about it, first of all, the Patriots get six bye weeks every year with their division. They lost to the Dolphins this year, so lost one of those bye games. Um, Might have even lost to the Bills once. I think they did lose to the Bills once. But anyway, those offenses just, nothing they can do can scare you if you're the Patriots. And then the Patriots also got like, five or six other teams with just abysmal offenses on the schedule. So start there. The biggest, like, the huge chunk of your schedule is being led by, like, Tyrod Taylor or Josh McCown. And then you got to, like, when you're a team that has no chance of making the playoffs, going in and playing the Patriots, say, in, like, a Week 11 game, Mm -hmm. you're not trying to get anybody hurt. You're not taking a bunch of risks. You're trying to run the ball and keep the ball out of Brady's hands. That's what every team does. You don't want Brady to have it. So you run as much clock as you can when you get the ball, and it makes you one-dimensional. It makes you predictable. Patriots get teams into third and long situations. That's why they have so many sacks with no pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when you take a team that's more prepared, has two weeks, Super Bowl-caliber talent on both sides of the ball, I think Eagles will be able to game plan and really get a a big jump up on that Patriots defense. I think so, too. I think it all depends on, and I know it's a cliche, but it all depends on Foles. Mm -hmm. Because if he can play well like he did against, like Minnesota's defense is miles better than what the Patriots are putting out there. Absolutely. So if he can do what he did to Minnesota, like if he can play half as good as he played against the Minnesota defense. They have a chance. They have a chance because they should be able to put this Patriots D through the ringer. Yeah. Like, it's Foles, not a good defense, Foles, I don't think. Obviously, the Eagles want to run the ball. Yeah. Which you shouldn't abandon that because the Patriots are looking for it. Yeah. And the Eagles kind of have that offensive line that can run on you even when you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. But f- what Foles is going to have to do is complete some of those first and second down passes, just the yeah. easy ones, you know what I mean? Yep. Don't do too much. Stay within yourself, but... You have to make the Patriots play you honest because if they get you into those third third and longs, that's when momentum can really switch. Absolutely. Uh, and so I expect like the Eagles to jump out, kind of get a lead, Patriots to come back before halftime, come out second half, same thing. Really good coaching on the Eagles' side of the ball. Uh, maybe get the first or first couple scores of the second half uh, down the stretch. I think it's going to be 31-17 Eagles say, like, six minutes left, I think Brady will score and make it a one-score game. I think they're going to kick it off to Philly, and I think Philly's going to run the ball out. I think they have the offensive line and the running backs who can uh, 
not put the ball back in Brady's hands. In a lot of these games with the Patriots, it's like rabbit's foot luck that they yeah. that they get the ball back to Brady, especially in that Falcons game. So I think the Eagles just have a collection of guys who are very calm, uh, calm under pressure, starting with Nick Foles and, and all the people on that coaching staff, even Keeled. And I think they're going to not let the Patriots – not beat themselves. Make the Patriots beat them. Absolutely. Which is, it's hard enough as it is to, like, outplay Tom Brady and the Patriots. And when you act like the Falcons and you shoot yourself in the foot, like, five times you have no chance. So, I expect the Eagles to play a clean game, come out with a very close victory. Yeah, I think the key to this game for me is going to be if the Eagles defense can set their offense up with a short field. Yeah. Because the Patriots have faced, this season, they faced the fewest, their defense faced the fewest short fields in the league by, like, a mile. They were always getting the ball back, or the defense was getting set up in great position. I mean, you saw the game-winning score for the Patriots. It was like a fucking 35-yard drive or something because the punt went, like, six yards. It. Short field but those are the, those yeah. are just the kinds of things that, that the Patriots did. set themselves yeah. up for. Uh, so if the Eagles can do the same thing, like yeah, and they I, can really I mean do some that was the that thing defense. with the Vikings game. Even if you weren't extremely threatened by like the Eagles' big playability, you just couldn't get them off the field. So even if you turn those into field goals, like keeping the ball out of Brady's hands, is is a uh, is a good thing. But you got to stay multi-dimensional with it. You can't become one-dimensional. Absolutely. Um, they, they got the weapons to hurt them. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP prediction. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Nick Foles. No, okay. I'm not. I'm going with Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronk. Yeah, you I'm think going Br- with Gronk. So he would have to have a huge game for Brady not to win it. Yeah, I think he is gonna have a huge game. And I Gronk know could have like Gronk could have like two scores, and Brady can have two scores and two picks. Yeah, and both scores are to Gronk. Kind of got to give it, it to Gronk. Yeah, if if I think that Gronk. I don't know. The thing is, just like Philly hasn't really played anybody like Gronk yet this season. Yeah. The closest is probably they somebody played Kelsey. Like Kelsey, and they didn't do that great on Kelsey. No, they I don't did think okay, they did. But he got two scores on him. Yeah. So. But those were like two of his only like he had like four catches. Two of them were scores, but yeah. still like letting that red zone target do it to you. But they did just play really well against Rudolph. Yeah. And they've got their own tight end that the Patriots are going to have to worry about. Oh, Zach Ertz Ertz moving the the chains. That's why I think it's just really difficult to get the Eagles off the field because when they run on first and second down with Ajay and LeGarrette Blunt, like even if you're expecting it, they move you enough to put them into like a third and four, third and five. Mm -hmm. And when you are third and five and you have Alshon Jeffrey on one side, Zach Ertz on the other, and all you got to do is get to the sticks, like it's almost automatic. And you saw... Even with, like, six Pro Bowlers or Pro Bowl caliber players on the Vikings defense, there's just no answer for that. It's too simple when you don't have to think of, like, the layers of what a team can do. And it's really just, like, pretty clear cut. We're going to get this first down. I've got these two guys that are 6'5", 6'6". They can run five yards, curl back in, box out the little tiny cornerback, Mm -hmm. and then just get the football. And that comes down to one-on-one matchups and like the Patriots as a team team defense play really well 
get themselves into positions where they can succeed, like those third and longs we were talking about. But when you break it down, one-on-one matchups, there's no one on the Patriots' defense that wants to mess with Alshon Jeffrey. There's not even anyone close to who can cover Zach Ertz, yeah. like within a 10-15 yard radius. So it's going to be about, can Nick Foles make those throws? Can the timing be there? Because a lot of the time with those third down plays, it's all about timing. You have to kind of throw it before he makes his break. And you got to take care of the football because Absolutely. if you if you turn, turn the ball if you, you turn the ball Patriots. over and give Patriots a short field, it just not only is it a huge turnaround in any game, but giving Brady easy points takes so much out of yeah. you, especially during a Super Bowl like a four hour game, basically a week long event. You're going to be tired as fuck, especially come fourth quarter time, and when you're putting it all out there to stop Brady from going, like, the length of the field when they have a touchback. Yeah. And then they get it to, like, the 50. You were out there for six minutes. Nick Foles comes out, throws a pick, and you're right back out on the field at the 50 again. Like, mm-hmm. it's an automatic touchdown. Yeah. They just – the Patriots cash in when you make those mistakes. Yeah, they're not going to do what the Jags did. No. You know? They're not going to get this – they don't take that golden gift, you know, the golden parachute and waste it. Like, if you mm-hmm. give them a turnover – they're taking it to the yeah. bank. And the Eagles, well, I think the Eagles have better personnel on the defensive side of the ball to create those turnovers. So I think that's a huge thing as well. It's hard to get to Tom Brady yeah. and make him turn the ball over. But if you look at the stats, look at the facts, man. Career postseason interceptions. Tom Brady, 31. Nick Foles, 0. Yeah. So, I mean, who really has the edge Who's here? got the edge Who here? really has the edge? I mean, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And the key, I think, you know, what everybody always talks about is what the Giants did to him in 07 and 11. Mm-hmm. If you can get the pass rush on him without having to send extra guys. That's the thing. Four, then that's, like, such a key thing. Four-person like, pass rush. Like, home under pressure, but if you hit him... He's not, like, the toughest dude. He gets frustrated. He's calm under pressure because the pressure is, like, a five- or six-person blitz, and he's like, oh, I have Amendola wide the fuck open. Yeah, but if you're getting to but him if you, and if the you, coverage yeah, is there. Yeah, if you still have the seven drop back deep, I mean, it's it's almost like science class at this point, and we're on, like, the third wave of students. You know how to beat the Patriots. You've seen the teams do it that have done it. The formula's there. Mm-hmm. Can you execute? Can you execute it? The Jags did about as damn good of a job as you can on defense. Sometimes you just need a little bit more than Blake Bortles. And here's the other thing that happened to the ja- to the Jags. I almost said the Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Derek Favors, a big-time <laughs> opponent of the Patriots. Yeah, shout-out Donovan Mitchell. A- absolutely. Um, but the same thing happened to the Jaguars that happened to the Falcons last year. They were good on that. Basic defensive line rush. They were getting movement up the field to Brady, but then the fourth quarter came around and they were all gassed. And you make your linebackers, you make your you make your linebackers so tired, and your pass rushers because you're rushing for the whole first half, three quarters, and even if you're getting a good rush, like you're not going to be able to just rush for and get to them the full game. So that's where that's sometimes like Eagles, you can. And the Falcons did this, obviously, going up 28-3. But that's the kind of lead you need. Like, if that's going to be your window of opportunity, if that's when your matchups work, like your front four against their offensive line, Malcolm Butler versus Kronk, like Zach Ertz against their linebackers, if the first half is when those matchups favor you the best, 
You better fucking believe you, you need to cash in. Well, I think the Eagles are set up better than the Jags and the Falcons were to keep up that pressure for the whole game. I can't remember where I just read this stat the other day, but they had eight during the regular season. They had eight different defensive linemen play at least 40% of the snaps. Yeah, they, they're so deep. So they've got a deep defensive they're line. They're deep up front, which is going to help That's because help. they're kind of uh, injured a little bit at the yeah. linebacker position. But you have, like, some safeties, like Malcolm Jenkins can come and cover Gronk, yeah. cover Deion Lewis, which is huge. Uh, they have a lot of versatility on defense, like yeah. a big off-defensive line rotation. They give you different looks. Jim Schwartz is really good at scheming, and he'll come out second half with something probably completely different than the first half, which is you you aren't going to be able to outsmart Belichick, Patricia, Brady, McDaniels, but you can try. You can try. And when you stop trying is when you really fuck yourself. Yeah, like, you want to be- stay within your team's system, but you also want to show them something that they're not expecting. Because if they're expecting anything you're going to do, they're going to out-execute. Yeah, absolutely. Because their guys are probably, not to, you know, diss the Eagles coaching staff, but those Patriots guys are probably better coached. Yeah, I mean... So you need to... The Eagles have a damn good coaching staff, but when too, you look at the Patriots, it's like, I mean, best coach of all time... Two head coaches in waiting at the coordinator position. Yeah. Two coordinator positions in waiting probably under them. They're probably not going to go out of house to replace those oh, no, positions. No, no chance. And then Josh McDaniels will be back in like four years anyway when yeah. Andrew Luck quits or whatever. <laughs> uh, so you never know. No. Um, my, my MVP pick, I'm going to go with Alshon Jeffrey. I think he's going to just – I think Foles is going to put his trust in him. Yeah. And me picking the Eagles – Maybe Malcolm Jenkins if he can get a pick or two, you know, some turnovers. But I think Jeffrey's just going to go crazy. I think he's a matchup problem for the Patriots. Uh, and 31-24 is my score prediction. What was your what was your score prediction for the Patriots' victory that you're predicting? My score prediction, I'll go, I'll go 24-14. Patriots. Yeah, low scoring. See, low I had scoring. Patriots 41-10 really? at the end of the... Fee and Reason over um, interview, but I had the correct teams in the Super Bowl, which is what mattered because yeah. that was still before the championship games. But I really, I'm, I was impressed with what the Eagles, Eagles were, were able to do against. I really think Minnesota is the best. I know you think it's Jacksonville, but Minnesota, like that defense is crazy, and they just made them look like nothing. Yeah, Minnesota's Minnesota's got a really nice defense. Um, really quick, we're about to get into some segments. Stay Super Bowl related with our top five, top five, top five segment. Um, but I'll, I just wanted to throw this out there. I was thinking, trying to think of reasons to uh, convince you that the Eagles would beat the Patriots, which is tough. And I was like, Nick Foles is playing his first Super Bowl ever. And I wanted to go compare him to other quarterbacks who won in their first Super Bowl ever. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, uh, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, and did I say Tom Brady? You did say Tom Brady. Steve Young? No, 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 no. Just like the eight most, Drew Brees. Oh, most recent. All those guys won in their first Super Bowl ever. I could not even look up and find the last quarterback to win a Super Bowl who didn't win their very first Super Bowl. Really? It might have been Brad Johnson, but I don't know if he made a Super Bowl before he won it with the Buccaneers. might have been Brett Favre if he lost to Elway before winning his first one. 
but I really don't know because all those guys, first time they played in the game, they win. It's a theme. And obviously Brady wouldn't break that because he's Brady. He's got like six of them since the yeah. streak started. Or soon to be six. Fuck it. Soon to be six. Um, <laughs> you just took the Eagles. Yeah, well, soon, to soon, soon, soon to be six. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it's a streak. There hasn't been a quarterback to win the Super Bowl that hasn't won their first Super Bowl. So Foles is either going to break that streak or never win a Super Bowl ever. Because, you, I mean, you look at the guys, Cam, Kaepernick. Yeah. Kaepernick, um, Matt Ryan. Oh, these guys these guys are done. They have I'd no be, chance. Yeah. I'd be sad if Matt Ryan never won one. I'd be sad if Cam never won one, too. I'd be more sad about Cam. I really don't care too much for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had, like, a fluky win against the Bears his, like, second year in the league where they ran the clock super fluky and, like, they had an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal with one second left and it should have been negative three seconds left. So I'm still kind of spiteful towards Matt Ryan. I mean, that should happen in, like, 2010, I remember. Like, that is a yesterday. long grudge. Like, that's bad for your health. And I don't like Boston College. Man. I'm still rooting for you, Matt Ryan. I'm not. Get out of here, Matty I got, Ice. I got no grudge against Matt. All right. Top five, top five, top five. We're doing Super Bowl moments of all time of our time. Okay. So we're not jumping into the black and white. Immaculate reception, Good. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, blah 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 era. I don't care about Troy Aikman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I definitely don't care about tell, Troy. Aikman. Tell the people what they want to hear, like YouTube channel style. Good new Good. wave. Good, good, good. Let me think. Number five, I really loved. Um, I really loved when all the lights went out during uh, Baltimore and San Francisco. Lights out. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. Definitely the most inter- entertaining part of that game. Oh, by far. By far. Absolutely. It was a nice little hot dog break because I was still hungry, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, ooh, lights out and go grab another hot dog. Yeah. It worked out perfectly. Um, probably, for me, number four, Welker dropping that wide open one yeah. in 2011. That was beautiful. Like, that was like, what? Because even though I hated the Patriots, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. So I was, I thought it was for sure. I was like, oh, God, Welker's open. That's a guaranteed catch. No. It's just nice to see things not work out for them because it really is. I mean, even now, like Patriots fans probably don't even remember that they've won like yeah, two cents, two cents, and maybe a third in four years for the second time. So it's something more for non-Patriots fans to hold on to in a positive way than Patriots fans to hold on to in a negative way. Absolutely. Well, then you got Tom Brady's wife like shit talking Wes Welker after the <laughs> yeah. game too, and it was like. Tom Brady really just does. Tom Brady's the worst wife. Tom Brady's wife has she has more say in that organization than most. Absolutely, she's like third on the ladder of power. Speaking of third, what's your third? Third, my third one. Oh, I just had one. Um, what was I? Oh, when um the Seahawks lost, and then uh. Pete Carroll was walking out onto the field looking so sad, and he was wearing the ugliest pair of white and green Air Monarchs. <laughs> like, so ugly. Some I mean, Pete Carroll some shoes. Some Pete Carrolls, sure. you know, I mean, they were nasty. So that one has always stuck with me. Yeah. I loved it. Um, number two, probably, probably Super Bowl 50, the whole thing. I really like Peyton Manning. Yeah, just getting that. Him getting the, even though, Von you know, Miller, sack, 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 yeah, sack. Yeah, Von Miller, like, just an animal. I love when a defensive player gets the MVP. I predicted Von Miller MVP before that game yeah. started. And he was so good. And even though Peyton didn't do a lot, like, 
got Peyton the had the ring. most beautiful handoffs of his career. He that really game. was. He knew that his arm was just like that's what I'm saying. And I was point. talking about this last night. I was like Brady probably thinks he can have a Peyton Manning type season when he won his Super Bowl with Denver, like mm-hmm. in seven years. Yeah. So he might play for seven more years just because he's like it's still feasible to win a Super Bowl. Playing like that, and I can play better than that in seven years. So that's why I think Brady just might never retire. He might just never retire because if he really wants to keep playing and win Super Bowls, he seems like the kind of dude who will just be like, "All right, what my happen- arm is nothing. I'll take the pay cut and just put it into the defense so I can keep winning." Yeah, Super what Bowls. happens first? Tom Brady retires or Kraft dies? Kraft dies. I agree. Kraft what's your dies. What's your last moment? Last moment. Last moment. This is a really hard one. I didn't have. I don't really have one plugged in. There's got to be a good one. Um, no, that one's not it for me. I loved. Um, oh, I remember what it was. Um, the Who, when the Who did the halftime show, and they were so old. They were like a hundred years old, and they were trying. They were just doing all the CSI songs, and it was just like. I think I stopped watching the game in the second half and just, like, turned on an episode of CSI Miami, mm-hmm. which is probably what they wanted. CBS was like, we need more people to get back to CSI Miami. Yeah. Get the Who is the Halftime show. I'm surprised they didn't bring out Horatio. Hey, King. I'm excited for Justin Timberlake, though. He should he should kill it. I'll, yeah. You know? New new album, but still the old hits. No NSYNC. Uh, He's not bothering with that NSYNC nonsense, and I'm pro. I'm, I'm no NSYNC. I'm with that, too. Do you think that they bring back... This is a big question. I'm sure this is actually a good Janet. this week. I was about to say, do you think they bring back Janet Jackson? No. I think, think that so? would be very controversial given just the way things have been. I'll leave it at that. The way the things, way have, things been. have been. But like if they came out and they had like a nice no, moment. No, no. To... No, too risky. Too risky. You think so? Too risky. Yeah. Justin Timberlake's getting back to his country roots, which means probably getting his rapey vibes back. You think so? Oh, man, I hope not. Like. I didn't know he ever had his rapey vibes. I mean, we're talking about when he pulled down Janet Jackson's shirt here. Yeah, that was technically an accident. Technically, I'm which you in, had to put air quotes on it, so yeah. it was not. I'm in the crowd that thinks that whole thing was planned. If you're a pop star, yeah. it's too risky to be rapey. Country yeah. stars just do that shit, and he's putting out a country album, so I don't know. Yeah, I think it was all, I think that whole thing was planned, like. For sure, for sure. You know, and they were, they've been waiting for this moment. Like, it happened then, and then they come full circle for this one. I think she'll be there. All right. Well, I'm going to get into my top five, top five, top five with my number five selection. I'm going to go with Edelman's catch from last last year because I think that was better than the David Tyree catch where he just picks it up with the fingertips. Yeah. That shit was badass, man. That It was super badass. I was. It was. A, I was a huge – like, I was so hyped. I don't think I've been that hype ever before. It, like, during a fo- football game that did not have my team in it. Yeah. Like, just for watching. So just for, for just for No, year. I wasn't at all. But I was just going like for the Falcons. But such, like, a crazy By thing. the time the comeback was on, I was yeah. just all for it because you wanted nobody wanted to game. watch a 28-3 game. Yeah. So once they started coming back, it was like, yeah, overtime. And that catch was just super sweet. Um, number four, the onside kick. Uh, when the Saints oh, won the Saints. Super Bowl, yeah, just because Hank Basket is a douche, <laughs> and, and, and I'm glad that shit bounced off his face mask. I don't like Hank Basket. 
Um, dumb name too. Yeah, dumb. Hank, basket. Hank not a basket because you yeah. couldn't basket in you that. You were like that the opposite ball. of a basket. You were like a plate. Hank and plate. I still had a Colts grudge. Because yeah. we were only a couple years removed from losing yeah, to them in the Super Bowl. 2006 to 2009. Only two years in between. Yep. Uh, number three. Number three, I'm going to go with San Antonio Holmes in the back of the end zone. Because that was iconic. Uh, toe touch grab. You do it on on the street, playing street football. And that's the moment you imagine is winning the Super Bowl. You know? Yeah. So that was just kind of beautiful. Really appreciated that as a just a, as a moment in time, for sure. Uh, number two, I'm going to go to a place where you went for your number two, Von Miller. Yeah. Defensive MVP and to, like, be so clear. Like, no one else had it. Von Miller kind of just showed, like, I'm one of the best football players in the world, and I'm doing it strictly as a pass rusher. Like, yeah. it was beautiful. And I mean, that game was so... Super Bowl 50 was so boring besides that. Yeah. So, I just, I don't it know. It sticks game. out to me because it's kind of like if I was alive, or I was alive, but when Ray Lewis <laughs> and the Ravens won that, their first. Yeah, with D- Dilfer. Yeah, with Dilfer. And they, like, that just would have been a beautiful sight to see Trent Dilfer somehow getting a ring. Um, and it just because of a good defense. And that's kind of how the Broncos thing was for me. And the Broncos were on a redemption tour. Yeah. A two-year redemption tour. So it was just nice, and I was really into football at that time. Number one, Devin Hester. Yeah. Kick return. I thought about that like a second after I said Like, it stung. Yeah. You don't get me wrong. Like, that game stung like a bitch. Was that when Prince did the halftime show? Yeah, I think Prince did it that year, so great Super Bowl. Yeah. All in all. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard of Prince before then. You pulled Prince. I don't think I did. I don't think I I had either. I was like, who's this dude? And I think that was when he wasn't quite back to being Prince, he was still just the symbol. Yeah. So it was like, the artist formerly known, known as, as Prince. Prince. Yeah. And I was like, who's this The dude? player formerly known as Mouse Cop. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hester opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. I think if that's not your favorite Super Bowl moment of our conscious lifetime, then yeah, that you're drunk. So Waffles is drunk. I'm he, drunk. It was not I, his yeah. number one. I forgot about it. You're all that drunk. Super Bowl was so long ago, sometimes I forget hey, about it. Hey, shout out to the Who, though. That was the first Super Bowl I ever watched in my life. Yeah. So six. you're taking the Patriots, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. Either way. I'm, I think we're both obviously rooting it's either, for the Eagles. Yeah, it's either going to be Brady's sixth or the Eagles first. It's going to be a party either way. It's The main crazy. thing is go out, get the, drunk, have fun, eat wings. It's a Super Bowl. It happens yeah. once a year. Don't be a party pooper. Have the All Eagles right, have ever fun won? on Sunday. They've no. never won an NFL title either. No. Like even so yeah, because the Bears have like what? 6 NFL titles, but they don't have a single they don't have they've they got have, one they've Super got Bowl. They've got one Super Bowl and then Hallis has 6 uh yeah. titles. Yeah. But we only have the one Super Bowl. Just the one Super Bowl. Yep. Which is all people really count anymore. Yep. But so, the Eagles don't have either. Yep. Get on that. Be have fun this Sunday. We want we want all of our listeners to just have fun, even if you Absolutely. don't turn it on. Do you think? Because waffles, I, I bet you're gonna catch under fifty percent of the Super Bowl. I bet I catch twenty five. And you're still just and gonna I'll, have a great I'll time have a on great Sunday. Time. I'll have a great. That's time. That's what it's all about. I'm gonna cook up. My mom's gonna make some chili, hot dogs. I think I'm gonna go to All Winds, buy some wings, fry some wings. 
if she's gonna make chili and you eat chili separate, you should go get some croutons and substitute oyster crackers with croutons. Croutons Croutons and chili. Think about it. Sit there and think about it. Makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense. It's just oyster crackers with great flavor. Such good flavor. Yeah, because oyster crackers are just like. Oyster crackers. They're just there for the crunch, the the texture, and it's great. I love them. Yeah. I can't eat chili without it, or I don't like to. Taste. But if you can add that taste in there, absolutely. And you can have less physical cheese, less shredded cheese, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I'm on a diet. So I don't even like. I can't even eat chili because I'm off red meat and soda. Are you really? Yeah. Oh man. I'm off the soda, but unless someone made like, I don't even know what chili could be. Chicken chili, like white chili. White chili's really good. White chili can be good. I'm not a fan. Have you ever had turkey chili? Yes. It's not great. It's not, not as good. Fan. I'm not a fan. I've never had chicken chili, though. I'll have to figure something out. Yeah. I'll probably just get wings. Get some wings. wings. And, wings and fries. Get some wings. It yeah. might be the one day... Get some, you get some Harold's. Yeah. It might be the one day of the year I do rum burgers. Oh, yeah. I'll just call it in, like... in the. I'll yeah. set an alarm at 3.30 a.m., and I wake would, up Saturday night and call it in. That way it should say, be ready by like the it, game. I would call it in on Saturday. I might go drive by there when I leave here and just yeah. be like, here's my order for Sunday. Yeah. I'll, you, I think I'll you could pick do it that. up at 4. I know. And then I'll get there at 4 on Sunday and be like, yeah, it's like another half hour. Yeah. I got, um, I was at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings for something like a couple weeks ago. And they were, they had like a big sign right when you walked in. It was like, put your wing orders in at least two weeks in advance. Otherwise, don't even bother. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll probably go somewhere low key with it just yeah. to make sure Rum I can get my be, wings on Rum time. Burgers won't have as much business as Buffalo, no. which it should. It's better. Yeah. Oh, like clear. Hand. Hand know, over fist. Hand over fist. Yeah, I couldn't think of that phrase either. I almost said hand to God. Yeah. So like unnecessary. I only say facts. That that is the Super Bowl breakdown. No Dimler, no Derek, no Fittis. Still facts. Still facts. Still facts. Facts have been spit. We want to even just thank Dimler and Derek for agreeing to come on, even though we weren't able to do it. We hope uh, that Dimler's crying after the yeah. Super Bowl. Because Fingers crossed. No offense to Dimler. He has the coolest NBA shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. That Lakers Rodman shirt. Yeah, we just can't but, support. Yeah. I have to root for your sadness. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. And I want to see... Derek at max drunk so yeah that'd be good too just max drunk Derek is gonna be a fun time and I'll get drunk right along with him if the Eagles win I'll be hyped absolutely that's be, our that's our breakdown we'll have to if they win if the Patriots win we should have Demler on anyway but if the Eagles win we gotta have Derek we gotta have on. Derek on you are in for a rough February because we're about to make you do some shitty music video and yeah. hot wing combination of some sort. Like I can do that. We, now, I won't. I won't make you is, eat another hot wing, but yeah. I'm gonna give you another shitty thing to yeah. do. That that's fine. I you know I lost two of the challenges. My only thing is that Fid still owes me his case of beer. Yeah. From winning the football thing, so he's got to get me. My high life. I brought you over. Yeah, some, you got some me. Your, your part's all taken care of. He owes you. Fid's got to do his half. He owes you some beer. He owes Derek some money. Fit. Fit's hiding away, but we're gonna he keep is. just that's congratulating him on the new job. Congratulations, he, Fid, congratulations, on your new job. Fit on your new job that has you hiding. Hiding. You have money, but apparently, uh, can't sell your your bets. Yeah, you need to Good sell to the Halo car. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. That car should go into the Smithsonian. It just looks better than it did four years ago. Did you notice that? It looks... I love that. It I looks love better. It, it used to be terrible. 
I think it might have been a Matt thing. It maybe it was. Although I love Matt. Matt I would love drive Matt, it. Matt would like, drive it. But I always wanted Matt to you know. Matt needs a sports car that yeah. costs like eighty thousand. Yeah. You know what it I mean? It just didn't quite fit Matt. It, it fits like, fit. Fit fits deserves that car. Absolutely. Which it, probably why it looks better. Uh, another segment to get to though. Facts or fiction? Talking NBA. Oh, I, I mean, it. really quick. Just sprinkle in Alex Smith traded to the Redskins. Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. So we're definitely gonna see Kirk Cousins on the move. Once some more dominoes fall into place, we'll do like a full segment yeah. on it. But in case breaking news, in case you didn't hear, Alex Smith is about to be on the Redskins, which Alex Smith always has they'll be like nine and seven. They'll be like nine and seven. They'll be exactly as good as they were last year. By the time they get their rebuild done around Alex Smith, he'll be ready to either retire or move on. So I Yeah. I yeah. They, they'll probably draft somebody. I would have paid Kirk Cousins, but I also would have known his name. I wouldn't have called him by the wrong name last year. I wouldn't have franchise tagged him twice. Twice. I would you have just, done a lot of things differently yeah. when you have a franchise quarterback. You guys just paid him like $51 million over a two-season span to not make the playoffs. Yeah. P- okay, PFT, uh, he works with, on Pardon My Take podcast with Barstool Sports. Okay. He had a very interesting take on where he thinks Kirk Cousins is going. He says Denver, because of the high altitude, closer to God. That makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. That makes so, so much sense. Kirk Cousins to Denver You're is, right up is on the hot hot seat, for yeah. sure. Now, how do you think Kirk Cousins would feel about the legal marijuana there? I think he would be with it. You think he's I with think it? I he's, think he's the kind to interpret scripture and use good yeah. judgment on it. Absolutely. Not just kind of take word. I don't think he hates gays, is what I'm saying. Very fair. I think he's... Uh, a liberal Catholic. He's uh he's out there. He's he's doing his thing, and he's like, hey man, we're all just you do what you do, I'll do what I do. For me, it's playing we'll Scrabble. Win, we'll with win my games. Wife on a we'll Sunday. lose games. Yeah, we'll be ten and six, nine and seven. But as long it's as you know, good. we just all have a nice prayer right before the game. Who really cares about the outcome? Yeah. Uh, Tim Tebow or Kirk Cousins to run your youth ministry camp? Still Tebow. Still Tebow? Still Tebow. All right, st- Tebow still has some clout. I'm a Tebow guy. Hey, listen, I can't Tebow wait Tebow to, to the see XFL? A Tebow to the XFL, I think it's Or the wild. MLB. I don't think he'll make it to the MLB. Unless they just bounce him up because they see the threat of the XFL and they just want to keep him in their circle. Yeah. I could see that. But I think he's a perfect fit for the XFL. He's a personality. That's what that's what they want with the XFL. They can talk you about know, how they you want know to my, be seriously. You know, you know my take on the XFL. It's all just an NFL plan. Okay, but we do quickly we have to get on. into this yeah. uh, facts or fiction segment. I'll start. We'll each do a couple of them. Um, facts or fiction, the Pistons will make the playoffs with Blake Griffin. Facts. 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 They were borderline already in the East, and he's a good player. Blake Griffin, he's... So weird. It's like he's overrated and underrated. At he the was exact very same overrated time. for the Western Conference, but yeah. super underrated now super, that he's in the yeah. East. But my whole thing is Tobias Harris gives you good production. So, like, I just don't know how much they're jumping up production wise. I think he's going to make them a better team. Don't know if the guard play will be there. The thing that I think the best thing Detroit has going for them is the rest of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But definitely. I, I mean, if I think Philly can make a run at it. Over them, I think the Knicks can even make a run at it, especially if they make a trade. 
Um, so we'll have to see. I just think it, it boosts their offense. He can't shoot as well as Tobias Harris, or at least he hasn't been able to historically. This year's three-point shooting yeah. is climbing. But, like, I mean, their defense is going to be as awful as always. Him and Tobias Harris are both zeros on defense. Yeah. Andre Drummond is an actual negative on defense. He's like a minus yeah, so eight. We'll have to he see. could be a, such but I think, positive. I think him so and lazy. I think him and Drummond will... Do well together. It's, it's just a shake-up. Like, it gives you something to play for. He's They're gonna such have a fun. good passer that I think him and Drummond, if they can get a little bit of spacing down there, Griffin's one of the best passing forwards in the league. Yeah, Drummond should reap the benefits of having Adam, him on the team. He really should. Throw out a question. Uh, facts or fiction? The Bulls got more for Nikola Miritich than they did for Jimmy Butler. Oh, fiction. I think, yeah. I mean, the Butler trade gave them three young guys to build around but with that being said I think I don't understand where some Bulls fans are coming from in terms of this Miritich trade like some of them are disappointed in the return when I think it was I think it's, I think I'm it's great about the, the, return. the fact that you got the a, lot of a, a first round pick in this year's draft is insane for Miritich because you don't I didn't really care to I yeah. he was a, a piece to trade away from the get-go People are mad because we traded a second rounder in like twenty twenty one. Like by that time, who cares? Yeah. And like the ability to trade to second round picks, like if you get a guy at fifty five or if you get a guy at thirty five, you yeah. have the same. I mean, same same odds same of odds of hit, yeah of hitting. I was I was bummed about the second round pick at first, but then when I found out it was their own second round pick that they were just sending back to the Pelicans. Yeah. So the Bulls still have their second yeah, round pick. Yeah, it's not like they're blanked. Yeah, they're not blanked in the second round. And they're going to have, you know, getting a first rounder from Miritich is such a steal. Because he was two, about to start playing terrible. Having two first rounders in a year that's like crucial to, crucial to your rebuild working yeah. is it's huge. It's so like, big. Now, an object... Is to objective is to lose games now. Absolutely, lose well, your ass where, off. That's where Omar Ashik comes yeah. in because yes. he's going to lose them. Him and Jameer games. Nelson, really smart, letting go of Tony Allen, the only one yes. of the three who can play. Because we need to start losing games. I'm I'm looking at maybe a Markinen ankle twist coming up I right around the hope, corner. I can only hope. Shut Levine down to rest that knee yep. up. Yep. Let's uh. Chris Dunn already has been playing much lately. Chris Dunn, just let him go out there and do his thing. Miss threes. Yep, miss threes. I they do still need a point guard. I, I a point guard it. who can score because yeah, when but it, they can get honestly, they can get both. If they if the Bulls keep losing and climbing to the top five, and the Pelicans fall apart without Boogie, like that could be two top tens. You can. I'm not even okay. If I would be happy if we got like the seventh pick. And, and like, like the six in the 16th pick. Oh yeah. I would I would Even live that with that be because good. at 7 you can grab one of the big men, yeah. whichever one's left standing, and then at 16 just best guard available. Yeah. Even if it's a point guard, you move Dunn to the 2 when when that guy plays point or if it's like a wing, stick him in there with uh Levine and let's go to work, you know what I mean? Cuz we need help on the wing. I think Denzel Valentine's serviceable off the bench. Yeah. Uh Bobby Portis serviceable off the bench at the 4. But we definitely, I would like to have someone either starting over Rolo or giving very good minutes if you for can, Rolo to rest. If you can find somebody like a big man to replace Rolo at center and then you can keep him and Portis and Denzel Valentine on the bench. That's a good bench have, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you have the makings of a really good, you're starting to get together another Baby Bulls core and you're starting to get together another bench I mob. Dude, Levine's jumper 
has looked really good, and if yeah. he can have that jumper going, and once he gets his first step back, he's going to be gaming on people. Yeah. I'm really into it. I'm excited about Levine. I think he can play. Like I said, I think the future is Levine at the two, Chris Dunn off the bench, and somebody as a yeah. stud at the point guard if they can find one. All right, I got another one. Facts or fiction? Paul George will be on the Oklahoma City Thunder next season. Facts. Yeah, you think Facts. he's buying in? I think he's buying in. I think like a big thing was Westbrook going to bat for him about the All Star thing. Yeah, I think he, he talked about it afterward. And he was like, "This is why I want to stay." So. Yeah, but KD did the same thing, and then he yeah. left. All it takes That's is true. those meetings, and it the Clippers does. have some entice. Clippers and Lakers are both going to be able to entice him. The Knicks are going to be looking for a superstar. I think it's just too many big markets that are going to be really going after Paul George because I think LeBron is either going to stay or just like be so clear-cut on where he wants to go that Paul George is going to be like a main attraction. So I think Paul George leaves. What about Kevin Love, though? Kevin Love, I think he's stuck with the Cavs for the foreseeable future, yeah. at least until next season. It's a damn bummer, man. Because when LeBron leaves, they're going to have to hold on to him try to get him to play well, and then flip him while he's at his peak value, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be their plan. And they'll probably do the same thing with a few other guys. Isaiah Thomas, I don't know what they'll be able to flip Will Isaiah for. Thomas ever make another All-Star game? Yes, if he stays in the East. I'm going no. I'm not ready to count him out yet. I just think there are going to be players come up in the East. Like John Wall, Kyrie, Kemba, all going to be solidifying up those spots, I think, over Isaiah Thomas. I would still take Kemba over IT. All right, facts or fiction. Kemba Walker is going to stay in Charlotte. I think he stays in Charlotte for the rest of this season, but I really hope they either figure out something to do with that team or figure out something to do with him by the time next season rolls around because they're just in limbo. I think you got to flip him for a first rounder and try to start over with the rebound. I mean, and I they're not—they they like their Michael team, Jordan like, just wants to trade him for like another All Star, and no one's just going to do like a no switcheroo, unless maybe your only chance is to get like an Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, which what are you doing to your team to then make you're it better? Just, that's a lateral move anyway. Yeah, you haven't improved. Not team only at all. is it, and you have a guy who's coming off a serious injury who hasn't looked right with Thomas. Hasn't like looked right. Doesn't know your system. Doesn't know the city. None of that. And it's yeah. just like player for player. Doesn't make any sense. I don't think Michael Jordan's good at his job. At I all. think he needs to stop meddling. He has a great coach. Michael, Steve Clifford is a yeah, great coach. Yeah, great coach, but that's it. Like, Michael Jordan... He needs to find, a uh, like, a really competent GM and then just Michael Jordan doesn't, like... He sees things in people that only he can see because he's, like, one-of-a-kind player. Mm-hmm. But it's like, doesn't you're not going to get that out of people. Yeah. Like, Cody Zeller's not going to be great. He's... Cody's... And you know what? He's like, not going to be, like, a great... No, he's not going to be an all-star. And it's weird because, Kemba like, is not Kyrie. Kemba's no. good, you but he's flip, not Kyrie. They can flip Cody Zeller for something, too. Like, a contender... I think Boston would love to have That's Cody Zeller. That's what I'm Zeller. saying. Like, the Hornets have, for they so have long, pieces had pieces to want. trade away, but, like, they just they don't let him go. Together. And I don't know why they don't just win games. Like, yeah. with their roster... I would put him as a top eight team in the East, but they just never no. end up with that record. They did like two years ago and got bounced right away. They have the the sum of their pieces never equals up to what it should. It's like a lot of True. teams, like the sum is greater than the pieces. Their pieces are way greater yeah. than the sum. Yeah. And they, it's like I, the opposite of the Raptors. It really is. 
They opposite should, of the Raptors. Honestly, I kind of hope they just tear it apart, flip those guys to teams that can use them. Because I want to see Kemba Walker do some stuff on a good team. Yeah. I want to see Cody Zeller, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist yeah. matter. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is probably only like 26, 27, but I still feel like that man's just like been 33 since Kentucky. I know. Well, we've had him for He's just like a too. veteran wing. Yeah. He but he has been a veteran a wing, wing since he's like 22. Yeah. If he wound up on the Spurs... They would have fixed him right up. They've got that shooting coach. They would have got him a jumper in no time. What's up with the Spurs, man? I hey, I had a hot take. My very first hashtag Louisiana hot take on the show. First time I went ahead and just used the hashtag and did it, it was that the Spurs were not going to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. It's looking damn good right now. They might a not. possible matchup with the Thunder. Ooh, boy. I, yeah. Ooh, boy. I think I would still take him over the Thunder just because. Hell no. I don't know. The Thunder to me are the so The Thunder is trash. Like, I don't think, gross, I don't think like, the Thunder have a chance to beat any team that yeah. is really tough, but the Spurs are just so vulnerable right now. I know. Well, they've only got, you know, without Kawhi, and I get it. They want to shut him down. They're still decent without Kawhi. Like, they're, they're still in, like, a three or four yeah, seed, which but is they're just, just insane. They don't have that it's playoff just punch. Yeah. They don't have that play. They've got Pop, and he's holding it together. It's like, like what he's getting out of Mario yeah, Ginobili. It's is like crazy. yeah, they're beating the Jazz, they're beating mm-hmm. the Lakers, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah. I also think the Clippers have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. Unless they just you know what, the Clippers are like the oh, Charlotte. They have pieces that they just need to flip. Avery Bradley needs to they need to flip him back. immediately. They yeah, got to flip I, him right away. I don't know. Avery Bradley, I think, could be a really solid piece for the future. Like, okay, a 27-year-old two-guard who can shoot the three and guard any guard in the league sounds very sounds nice. Sounds super good. But he's so just been playing that... so poorly. And when his shot's not on, he can't really create anything else. But he was so good in Boston. I know. I think if they can get him playing again, if they can get that shot falling, then I think that they need to flip him for... If he can reach first-round pick value, they got, get, get they've got to do it. You've got to get a first. If Nikola Mirotic can get a first-round pick, then Avery Bradley should be able to. Okay. To end the show, give me a prediction of the next NBA stud you think is going to switch teams. Not necessarily has to be an all-star, but just a stud. Like a s- clear just starter. A stud? Mm, I mean, DeAndre Jordan's an obvious pick, but I don't think he is because I don't think they're going to trade him because mm-hmm. they're not going to get what they want. Nobody's going to pay a high price for him. Yeah. And then I don't think he leaves in free agency because he's got an opt-in. Mm-hmm. So I think he stays put. LeBron, I've gone on record and saying I think he's gone. Yeah, you think they're going to try to move him, though, like nah. before season's end? Nah. So you think before the trade deadline, everything that's shaken up is – Shaken up now. You don't think yeah. anyone's going to add? No, not not anything. Uh, yeah. It's weird. It's I could see I could see the Magic trying to move some pieces. They've got a few guys like Vucevic. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. He's not an all-star, but he's a really good player. I could see them trying to move him. I would say the biggest one is LeBron, though. But yeah. that's after the season. I'm, I think the trade deadline's going to be quiet. I'm going to go Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez would be good. I think they're going to try to get... They're just going to bring in a center who can't play and then, like, maybe a pick. And it's just going to be setting up for free agency. Brooke Lopez gets to go play on a contender. Everyone wins. That's our show, February 2nd. We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Thanks again, Adam Wasson, Iron Athlete Performance. Yep. 
Make sure to subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app. Rate, review, go on our Twitter and vote on the best Winter Olympic sport polls. Uh, semifinals are going to be coming up this weekend, so there you have it. There you have Waffles, it. Waffles, anything else to say to the mailman out there? Well, mailman, if you're walking around and you've got your iPod headphones in, uh, I would recommend opening up that Black Panther soundtrack and listen to some of the joints on that because they are in fuego. El, El Fax. El Fax. El Fax.